Hello, and welcome to the Heavenbound Podcast. My name is Jason Harden. I'm here with Roger Schaus, and we're opening the Bible in search of fuel for your spiritual journey. This is where we talk about life the way it was meant to be and what it means to be a disciple of Jesus in the 21st century. Wherever you are, thanks for joining us on the journey today. We're glad to have each of you with us today, and in our Friday podcast, what we like to do is kind of theme it, and this being the month of November, everyone's thinking about Thanksgiving and getting together with families, so we're going to wrap this uh, month around a hymn, and at the end of the podcast, we're going to be playing this hymn, but what we want to do is we're going to talk about this hymn this month and look at several aspects that will lead us to this concept of being thankful as we consider thanksgiving. The hymn we want to look at and talk about is, O Thy Fount of Every Blessing. And that is an old, old hymn. It's one that we sing a lot at this time of year, and it's just rich with great expressions and things like that. So uh, we'll talk about this first stanza just a little bit, and then we're going to uh, play the hymn at the very end of this podcast. But let's talk about the history of this hymn. It is an old, old hymn. Uh, it's written, the words were written by a man by the name of Robert Robinson. He was an English man. He was born in 1735, and he died in 1790. And his his life is best illustrated by a roller coaster, up and down and up and down. He, he, he got uh, some wrong people in his life, and he got into drinking and all kinds of things like that. But then he turned around and got religious for a while, and then he kind of walked away. So he's kind of up and down. But at the age of 23, in 1857, he wrote this wonderful hymn, Oh, the Fount of Every Blessing. And near the end of his life, he was on a stagecoach with another lady, and she was hymning, she was humming this hymn. And she wanted to know if he knew what that was. And he obviously said, yes, I am the author of this hymn. And he said, I would give a thousand worlds if I could go back and have those feelings once again. And so that was, again, another low part in his life. But the, but the hymn is rich. There's a lot of wonderful, wonderful expressions in there. We have found it to be something that just brings out blessings in our lives as we think about how we honor God for what he's done for us. Yeah, there is a reason that the people of God have been singing this hymn for 265 years. Think about that. This is a hymn older than the United States of America, but it is sung all over the world for a reason. And of course, the tune is beautiful, but the reason that it continues to be sung are the beautiful, powerful lyrics. Roger, I was just thinking as you were telling this story, you know, we have visited several hymns over the years of this podcast. We do that a lot, especially in the month of November. It's striking to me how many of these were written by people with very complicated pasts and even complicated futures after they wrote it. These these were written by real men and women, but they were written from the standpoint of God is perfect, right? God is this perfect fount of all of our blessings. And even though we even as Robert in this hymn talks about are prone to wonder at times, um, God is 
stable. God is the rock. God is the the fountain from which these streams of mercy flow. And so I'd love just to read all three verses of the hymn, and then we can circle back and just spend a few minutes talking about verse one for today. O thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing, Call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me ever to adore thee. May I still thy goodness prove while the hope of endless glory fills my heart with joy and love. Here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy help I've come, and I hope by thy good pleasure safely to arrive at home. Jesus sought me when a stranger, wandering from the fold of God, he to rescue me from danger interposed his precious blood. Oh, to grace, how great a debtor daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Never let me wander from thee. Never leave the God I love. Here's my heart. Oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Roger, there are many rich phrases there. Let's just zero in on verse one for today. What goes through your mind when you hear this hymn's beginning, O thou fount of every blessing? Well, before we do that, you know, one of the things that's unique to me about this hymn, and I am very far away from being musical or a hymn writer, but it doesn't have a repeated chorus. A lot of our hymns do. You, right. know, you, you have a, a phrase or, or a line or so, and then there's the same chorus. You're seeing all three verses. Th- this is different, every verse, and it's kind of building one upon the other. So he begins with this idea of a fount or a fountain, and uh, we, we think of a fountain as being a source of water coming up. And so he sees this fountain of every blessing. The fountain, of course, would be the Lord. The Lord is, is where we get our blessings from. And and there's this great, powerful expressions like that in our Bible. One of them comes to our minds in the book of Psalms, chapter 36, where beginning in verse 5, he says, Your loving kindness, O Lord, extends to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Your righteousness is like the mountains of God. Your judgments are like a great deep. O Lord, you preserve man and beast. How precious is your loving kindness, O God. And the children of men take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They drink their fill of the abundance of your house. You give them to drink of the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. And so there, there's that idea of a fountain and God sharing uh, his abundance with his creation, particularly his children and the blessings that come from the Lord. Yeah, it's a New Testament thing as well, a New Testament idea. James chapter 1, 17 and 18 reminds us every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. God is the fountain 
of our blessings. I don't know what goes through your mind historically. I I don't know if it was on Robert's mind as he wrote this hymn, but it makes me think of the children of Israel in the wilderness, especially this streams of mercy never ceasing. Uh, you know, in children's Bible classes, you might see a picture, uh, an artist's rendition of Moses and let's say 20, 25, 30, 30 people around a rock that Moses speaks to or strikes and water flows out of that rock. In reality, we know there are hundreds of thousands of Israelites, maybe a couple of million Israelites making their way from Egypt to the promised land. Can you imagine what a fountain of water that never ceased as long as Israel needed water what it would take to provide water for all of those people. I love how he highlights these streams of mercy never cease, and they are calling for praise on our part. And, you know, and to me, I just think about within our personal lives. I mean, you have any mileage on you at all. You realize God was there when I was a teenager. He has blessed me. Blessed me when I was first married. Blessed me when I first became a father. He's blessed me to hear. Blessed me here. Blessed me. I mean, it's not, it's not like a, a limit. You have a cap on your credit cards. You can only spend so much and then you can't spend. Uh, sometimes there's a cap on our medical insurance. You can only, uh, charge so much and then that's it. The, the, the blessings of God are endless. Uh, he sends the rain upon the righteous and the unrighteous. His sun shines upon us. And, and there's so many blessings that we just take for granted. I mean, we just wake up every day thinking, well, I just figured I was going to wake up and I did. And every breath, every food, every, you know, just all around us are just zillions and zillions of little blessings from heaven. And the fount never stops. And that's just amazing, amazing thought with that. All right. So, O thou fount of every blessing, God is the fountain of our blessing. There are streams of mercy flowing in our direction. Roger, what goes through your mind when you hear this second phrase, tune my heart to sing thy grace? It seems like he he's petitioning God here for help. And, and it seems like that... You know, he, he wants his heart to be in tune with God, to praise God. If you're uh, someone who plays the piano or plays the guitar, you know when something is out of tune. It just doesn't sound right. Uh, there's a lot of people who are out of tune today, not with their voices, but with their lives. They're not walking in, in right step with God. Here he's asking God to tune my heart. And, and I want to tune in a heart so that I will... I will sing to the Lord. I will praise the Lord. This is the response to the blessings. The blessings have come from God. Now I want to be thankful to that God who has given me those kind of things. Yeah, again, it is a thoroughly biblical idea. In Psalms, two different times, in Psalm 119, verses 36 and 112, we hear the psalmist asking God, incline my heart to your testimonies and not to selfish gain, or I incline my heart to perform your statutes forever to the end. We have God-given hearts that can very easily and subtly get 
out of tune. And if you are trying to sing in tune and you're sitting beside someone who is out of tune or you're in band and your instrument is tuned, but the person next to you, their instrument is out of tune, you can hear it, right? Some of us can feel it. There is a standard that I am not in harmony with. But I love how Robinson, the author of this hymn, seeks God's help, acknowledging my heart is not always in harmony. God, would you tune my heart? Again, notice the aim so that I can sing your praise. God is the main character here. Sometimes we get out of tune. He can help us get our hearts back in so that we can do what we were created to do all along. And Paul would say to the Thessalonians in the last chapter, chapter 5 of 1 Thessalonians, he says, pray without ceasing in everything, give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know, the, the, the response to the blessings that come from that fountain, come from God, if we're not praising God and thanking God, uh, it's kind of like we're selfish. We, we're, we're receiving all this and we're just taking it for granted. I expect God to give me this and I want God to give me this. But what the writer understood is we need to have a heart that's sensitive to where these things are coming from. We need to recognize that God is good to us. And because of that, we're going to be thankful to him and follow him. All right. So God is the fount of every blessing. We're asking him to tune our hearts so that we can sing his praise. Roger, in the third line, the hymnist moves to teach me ever to adore thee. What stands out to you there? Well, of course, you know, the, the, the latter part there, the adoring of God, that, that's something we do when you understand who God is. And to get that place, you have to be taught. Teach me to adore thee. This, again, is coming as he's requesting God to do this. This would be accomplished as one follows the will of God, reads his Bible. He's going to learn how great and powerful and how generous God is, how God is the author of all these wonderful blessings. And so by by being taught that, learning these things, he is going to have a heart that's going to adore the Lord. There are a lot of places in our Bible where we are find the expression to teach us. The disciples asked Jesus, teach us to pray. Uh, Moses said, teach us to number our days. Paul would say in the book of Philippians that he's learned the secret of, of living in abundance and living in poverty. He has learned those things. And so these are things that he's wanting God to teach him. Here's a heart that wants to be close to God. Here's somebody that's receptive to these blessings, and he's reaching out to God, and I want to adore you more. I, I want to praise you more. And, and what a great attitude as one thinks about heading to worship. We come to worship not just to hear somebody preach, not just to see our friends. We come to worship because we want to adore God. God has been good to us. God is the fount of every blessing. We're asking him to tune our hearts. His mercies call for songs of loudest praise. We're, we're opening our hearts to him teaching, help us to adore you the way that you rightly deserve. Roger, I love how the first verse ends. While the hope of endless glory fills my heart with joy and love. 
This world, you know, just as surely as I know, is starved for joy and love. But even in this hymn that, again, Christians have been singing for 265 years, we're shown where hope and joy are really built, really rest. It is on the hope of endless glory. It reminds me of Hebrews 11 verse 1. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. We are hoping for glory that we have not seen, but we believe it Why? In part because God has been so good to us, so consistent, so faithful as a fountain of every blessing. And now our hope rests on he's been telling us the truth all along. He is faithful. He is a fountain that never extinguishes. We can build our lives on him and we will not be disappointed. And what a different world we would live in if our hearts were filled with love and joy. Yeah. I mean, we, we are living in a period right now where hatred seems to be off the charts. People are at war across the world. And what's missing is hearts that are filled with love and joy. And where that comes from is, is when one sees the Lord and one sees the goodness of God. And one starts recognizing all the blessings we have in life. It's, it's, it's something we take for granted sometimes, but we need to realize what an honor it is that God loves us so much and cares so much for us. And that should have an impact upon us and change us in just a great, great way. O thou fount of every blessing, a perfect song to sing in a season of blessings. And that is exactly where we are, exactly what we want to recognize and praise our Heavenly Father for. Roger, as you mentioned at the outset, we're going to play this hymn in just a moment, and we hope that you will join us next Friday as we dig into verse 2. What in the world is an Ebenezer, and how do you raise one? We'll talk about the scriptural origins of that phrase. But thanks so much for listening to the Heaven Bound Podcast. We hope our discussion has helped you set your mind on things above and given you a little more fuel for the journey. Always remember, when you're walking with Jesus, you're heaven bound, and the best is yet to come.